Good evening, everybody. Welcome out to Monday night. We are here. We are ready. We are talking about MJ's shirt. And uh, <laughs> how many and how many shows over the next two weeks that I'll be wearing this same shirt? <laughs> He's going to be only one you have. It yeah, fun. it's one of the I, most I, recent. Yeah. Eh? It's the last but, time I was there. And just yeah. just I, you all should be glad that by the end of all of this, that this isn't a scratch and sniff video. <laughs> because yeah, I may not get to the wash until after. I'm not going to get to the wash until after yeah. I'm done wearing it for every show. <laughs> So I'm a couple of states away and I'm already smelling it. So yeah, I don't want to hear it. It's just not so, good. Yeah, it's not good. It happens. You know, I'm, I'm a bachelor. I'm allowed to do these things. <laughs> uh, so tonight we're going to talk DJX, DJ Expo 2022. It's going to be coming up here. Is it next week or the week after? Two weeks. Week after. So yeah. we're two weeks out. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today, there'll be excellent and awesome things happening in Atlantic City. For those of you who are wondering what we're talking about, thedjexpo.com was the main website forever, and now they've rebranded to DJX. And it's a, a really the original or one of the first major DJ shows, the first major DJ show really in the mobile world, which kind of encompassed club and mobile, but it was the biggest one for the longest time going back into the 90s. This show has been on the East Coast. They had a version out on the West Coast for a period of time that uh, kind of went to the wayside. But it has always had this made, made this big home um, in August on the East Coast. So it's been around for 30 years now. Is it possible? I think so. Something in 30. that ballpark. Yeah, it would have been. 32, because I think the first was in 90. So maybe. How many? That's 30. That's 30. So this would be. 33 years? 32, 19. Yeah, so, th of course, 20 would have been off, so it wouldn't have been one that year. But yeah, That so, counts. Yeah, so, that yeah. counts because they did it virtually. That's they true. There was, there was right. a virtual. All three videos. Yeah, and for those of us who do virtual things, I guess we better give them, give them points for trying a virtual <laughs> thing. Um, so yeah, it's been around for a long time, and it um, has, has a show, been a show that has evolved from a... a gear and i'm going to say this and i don't want to mean this in a negative way but it would have gone from kind of a swap shop type of a feel where it's go in there and you're going to come out with the greatest deals and you're going to fill your trunk of your car with uh, the, some some good good dj gear some bad dj gear but all of it was going to be at such a price you couldn't turn it down i think that's the best way to describe uh, the dj expo there up until uh probably the last 10 so or 10 or so years granted there are still good deals to be had but those days of um, all of a sudden somebody, some booth appearing out of nowhere that we've never heard of before, and they're selling uh, headphones for you know seven dollars a piece, which that kind of stuff did happen at one time. Um, I think those days are kind of gone. It just doesn't. Uh, there's not the profitability for those things anymore. Um, so it's gone from that. Uh, it's the educational side of it uh, is there, and we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. The parties have been, at times, a huge part of the show, and now it's uh, not quite as much as it used to be, and a lot of that's due to uh, some factors we'll talk about also tonight, and uh, kind of give you an idea of what we've been hearing and what we've been seeing. So, yeah, we've got some folks in the uh, the room there. Uh, uh, Big Daddy, I see uh, Sean's out there. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Robin and Mike and... Uh, doo -doo -doo. I think I saw Steve out there earlier, so Howie's with us. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, I think you've got it. So, Dan, what have you been hearing? What have you been seeing? What You're going to be on site. You're going to be the D, one of our DJ and TV representatives on site here this year. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what's been catching your eye so far uh, in your information you've been seeing? 
So one of the biggest things that I'm noticing is they they really tried to change from what they were doing before. And I think part of that is because, I mean, numbers were dwindling, even kind of pre-COVID, things were kind of getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, when when you look at the education side, I, you know, there's there's seems like there's even a, a wider gamut than there used to be. Like there used to be a lot of kind of, I don't want to say like, first year type seminars, but there was like a, maybe a couple like this year, there's two specific ones. And when we talk about seminars, we'll talk, bring those in specifics, but like two, they're just focused on beginner DJs. Um, but the parties seem to be what I would consider maybe the biggest difference from what I've seen from when I started going uh, 11, 12 years ago, I think now. Um, it's always been kind of something similar. There's been some that have come and gone, but it, you've always had the opening party that was one way and the, the closing party that was another and Tuesday night was kind of something in the middle. Um, but this year they have, they're also going all over. So that was a thing that I think was the weirdest piece for me because I'm always used to being the host hotel, except for the one year when we were at the, the convention center. Um, it, you know, it was everything was at the host hotel. You didn't have to go very far. like. Other companies might might do a sponsored thing at another place, but there was only one like one main place you had to be. This year, Monday night's parties over at Ocean, which is you know a quick walk, like two casinos away, you know, not a big deal. But then the Wednesday night is all the way down at Tropicana, which a mile maybe. I'm gonna say it was a good. Mile? It's a good walk. That's for sure. It's a hike. Yeah, it's a hike. Now that I mean, you can do it on the boardwalk. Obviously, you can you know you can Uber and you can do you know use the. Um, jitneys you know to get around and things like that but it, it was it's definitely not close like everything is really spread out when it comes to that i don't know if that was kind of an idea i feel like that was kind of an idea that they were doing to kind of um get more places involved you know to, to kind of spread the wealth uh, you know maybe somebody knows maybe there's stuff going on at hard rock where they're you know renovating especially like the club stuff so that, that's why there's nothing really being done there uh specific like inside uh but it, it's just kind of very interesting the way that it's really spread out um uh, i also will say that i've heard no mention of a scribble after party which has been like a staple mm -hmm. that's right they haven't i didn't even think about that i just like, expect it to happen exactly and and that's the thing like even even years where it wasn't like height it was still like mentioned it's not mentioned at all right now now part of that could be the wednesday party is all the way down at tropicana are they going to do something down there? Are they going to try and bring it back? Is it going to be someplace else? Um, are they still trying to work out the specifics of that? I don't know. But that was kind of, that was one of the big things that I was seeing that was just kind of that like education here, parties there. Everywhere else. And mm -hmm. if we go back in, in time with this, uh, let, just going to continue on to parties. The, the event has been around in different places in Atlantic City. And as Dan mentioned, the convention center it was over there. It was over at Harris uh, for a number of years. Uh, it was at the Hard Rock where it is today, but it was back when it was the Trump, um, the, the um, Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal. Yes, it's that was probably where it's been the most frequent. It's had a couple of stops at different places. But then it would have evening parties. The event, when it was at the Taj Mahal, would have evening parties on site, whether it was they're taking over the strip club, uh, which was always a favorite one because then there's these, you know, these stripper poles all over the place. And, you know, DJs in a stripper pole, if that doesn't say party, I don't know what does. I mean, you can do chin-ups, you can do whatever. And then there's, an, there's another uh, couple of, of uh, spots on site, and you would have some of the manufacturers would have 
have major parties in those rooms where, you know, there was one year that uh, American DJ had their customer appreciation party there and they had pizza for everybody. The line to get into that place, there was well over a thousand people in that room. To, and that line was three, 400 deep uh, when we got there. And somebody came in that was part of it and was like, John, come and walk me up to the, towards the front to be able to see what was going on. And it's like, I can get you in. It's like, no, I don't want to be offending 300 people by you getting me into the front of the line. Not, not today, but it was, it was, it was a different time. You know, money in our industry at that time, which would have been the early uh, 2000s, there was more flowing to a point as uh, some of these manufacturers were getting out there and there wasn't as much competition for their products. So they had, they had kind of a corner, uh, you know, big corner of the market to be able to do things like that. Another thing that was changed with the parties is that there used to be uh, promo only would be part of the, a large event where they would bring in talent from around you know, that was up and coming talent. This is, you probably have heard the story about Lady Gaga and a lot of DJs who were, saw her in Atlantic City before she made it big. And they listened to it and every DJ I've talked to who was there that night, they picked a different song because she sang a few of her songs and nobody picked her biggest hit. I don't remember which ones they, they always talk about. Um, I think she did Bad Romance and Just Dance were two of them, and they didn't pick either of those. It's always one of the other songs that uh, they talk about that they thought, well, that was her better song, was that other one. So it was just kind of kind of funny. But those events happened um, uh, a long ago, and it was a neat and very cool event from the standpoint that you would have from midnight until 4 in the morning, you would have major acts or up-and-coming major acts that were there. And uh, you'd be able to see things you wouldn't see anywhere else or performers you wouldn't see anywhere else. And the people who were in the crowd were not only mobile or club DJs, mobile DJs that were part of DJ Expo, but you had people coming in from, you know, radio uh, people coming in from the, uh, on the East Coast there, because this was their kind of night to go and see some of the up and coming acts and to be able to tell the stories on their radio shows type of thing. And it was really kind of a neat, a neat experience. That particular event has, had gone away from DJ Expo, went to a different weekend or a different week, uh, maybe five to 10 years ago. I don't think it wasn't recent. It's been quite a while, yeah, but so, it was yeah. just kind of a different time, a different time with the parties. So, uh, yeah, today it's, uh, you know, they've had welcome parties and they've done some different things. And, you know, what you're seeing today is just kind of the evolution of the show in conjunction with how much money they have to spend on these types this type of entertainment in and with sponsorships and things. And you kind of see that uh, it doesn't they're not going to be putting on the huge things anymore. If there are a lot of the attendees are off doing, you know, smaller, everyone's going out to eat or doing different things, which happens at trade shows. A wheelie on a stripper pole? I don't know. I'm not even sure. That, that doesn't even sound safe. I, I might pull something just even thinking about doing that. Did you say pull something? Yeah. Yeah, pull. Uh-huh. It's just not enough disinfectant to get me to go near that. Uh, the very first time that that I had no idea what this place, what the place was, and you know I'm kind of I'm coming from the Midwest, and it's like you know you know I like the Mayberry song. It kind of follows me everywhere I go when I go to these types of conventions. You know, there's uh, you know somebody's whistling, uh, you know the Andy Griffith show. So we go into the into the place, and I have no idea what, and I don't remember what it was called at the time. The the uh, 
the the uh, stripper strip club there at uh, the Taj Mahal. So we go in there and and oh, there's the stage and and they're like, oh yeah, you, the group you you were here to see are over in uh, one of these like side rooms. And I was like, oh, a side room. That must be where they the you know the the big rollers go and and well, no, it's one of those little private rooms where they do lap dances and such. And I had no idea that that's where it was. And you, yeah, we went in there and said, and it's all cleaned up and everything's fine that way. But it's just you know, here I am from the Midwest and and uh, it, it coming in there and it's like. Oh, this is kind of a nice little room, and it's not too loud. And and look, there's a door for privacy. Oh yeah, this is really kind of nice. We can carry out a conversation. And then it's like, well, you do realize what this place is. Scores, scores is what it is. Um, you do realize what this place is. It's like, yeah, it's a nice little bar. I think that we could hold this church service in here. It's so beautiful with all these mirrors. And okay. Anyway. Yeah, it was an interesting. So. So let's let's move on. Um, wh- where do we want to head to next? Then, uh, let's let's talk parties. Let's talk parties because that's what people want to hear first, right? That's what everybody wants to know about. Um, Why don't we have them tell us what they want to hear? <laughs> that's true. We should probably wait, right? Yeah, we wait let's, let's, well, let's wrap. Hear, we'll talk about. It, let's Even wrap if we up. Don't the know parties. about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, let's wrap up the parties. Let's can we kind of finish that area then? Okay. So so just real quick. I mean, the other the other thing change that I'm seeing with it is, and and this has always been kind of like something that DJ Expo has done, DJ Times, and, and now DJ Life Magazine. Um, you know, it always feels like they're very much on the on the EDM side. And I know that that's a huge genre where there's a lot of subsets and stuff like that. But the, the shows that we've always kind of been accustomed to, like have maybe had some elements of that, or like John said, with the with some of the, you know, major acts that are variety of different genres that they do a lot of them this year seem to be more edm you know in, in that in that sense monday night is marcus schultz probably saying that wrong um tuesday night there's a collection of guys and there are probably a couple different ones but i think i still think it's kind of within that pieces pieces of that and then um, now Wednesday night definitely is the mobile side. It, it's Daryl Jacob, Daryl Jake Jacobson, and Mike Alvarez who are doing their typical thing uh, that they do with the interactive and the party games and the and the those pieces and just showing off, not in a competition, but just showing off some different new pieces. And that's that's what's going to happen down at Tropicana. Of course, while we're at it, we got to mention Tuesday night uh, is going to be the chill event. So we definitely want to remind everybody that Tuesday night uh, from starting at eight. I want to yep, say eight, eight o'clock. Yep. Thank you. Um, at Beret, which is the restaurant slash bar that is behind um, the Irish pub. So you just basically go down to just past Ripley's, believe it or not, hook a right and go back the alley. And it's right there behind uh, behind the Irish pub. And so we'll be there. It's going to be a great night. We've got a bunch of our groups, uh, a bunch of our different people that are going to be spinning throughout the night. Not crazy in your face type of stuff just stuff as this as we've called it the chill event a bit able to be kind of talking interacting having some fun but also having some music and and some uh entertaining pieces to that and i think is howie doing his light show again i didn't hear that. i believe howie and john are are putting together uh, the sound and the lights and and uh, yeah. getting that all together and then uh, yeah there's going to be some different dj and tv dan somebody asked if you're going to be doing a set have you planned on that or I am. Excellent. I am. Yep. I'm my my set. I think last I heard, I think is nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, that's what somebody told me. So excellent. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm open to suggestions. Last year I kind of went for a 
90s 2000s type of vibe and we ended up getting people up and dancing it wasn't necessarily the plan it was just it happened i i'm the type of person i can't play just kind of background completely background like i don't want to be in your face but i want to give you something fun that you can get up and move to so that was that was my piece um how he also mentions that if you are driving there is free parking at beret so another Excellent. another plus for that um and then the only other party that i forgot to mention which i thought this is kind of neat they're doing at the steel pier um, I, one of the one of the vendors is doing a silent disco hmm. from seven to nine um, on the steel pier, which I I, I think they four different DJs are spinning. So you know, put them on, you do whatever you want to listen to, pick a different style. But I thought that was kind of neat, like because everybody kind of talks about that, and that's been kind of something. But unless you've ever experienced it, it's kind of hard to say I might want to do that. Hmm. So this vendor yes. is actually saying, let's do it. Let's have a party outside on the pier which I think is just kind of cool because that's a cool little spot to begin with. No, for sure. And that pretty much wraps up the parties then for yes. the, at least what's, what's been published so far. Mm-hmm. So there, and there might be more information coming out again, we're two weeks out and things come together uh, kind of quickly sometimes at the, at the last, uh, last parts of these planning sessions for the show. So if there's more information, uh, we'll, we'll uh, be talking probably d- touching base slightly on that next week also. Uh, let's move to education side of it. Uh, there's, there's uh, the schedule is up. If you haven't had a chance to go out and check that out, you can go out to djxshow.com/education, and that will pop up the seminar schedule. Dan, I was kind of looking through this, and you had mentioned, of course, that there's more, you felt more variety uh, this year than uh, than, pop, than possibly in past years. Uh, kind of, what are a couple of highlights or, or things that you're looking forward to within? within the realm of the educational side. So one of the things that, I mean, first off, if this is your first time going to the show, let, let me start by saying um, the very first th- one you've got to get to is the, the meet and greet that starts at 1030 that Monday morning. Do whatever you have to do to be able to get there. It's just an opportunity to kind of meet people that are around. You find different DJs that you've never met, exchange business cards. And hopefully if you're smart, you keep in touch with these people afterwards. Um, that's just kind of cool. Like it's just a kind of cool, it's non-stress. You're not learning anything other than about the people around you. Um, and these, it's a op- nice opportunity also to kind of reconnect if you are coming back to the show to see people that you haven't seen in person for, if you didn't go last year, a number of years, three yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that. Um, some of the ones that really kind of hit me, uh, Mike Walter is doing one uh, and his is like the very first official seminar Monday morning. Uh, starting, you know, it's just 11 to 12, but it, it's, provide, it's all talking about customer service. And I think that's one of the things that I liked about this show is past couple of years, there's been a big push on like the marketing side, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. The marketing and sales side is definitely something that's going to be good, but it it feels like, you know, hey, this is kind of like the, there's a process between the sales and the show that sometimes we tend to overlook. And so Mike's, Mike's show and or Mike's going to be uh, talking about that with that seminar. Um, I also noticed that there's more panel discussions this year. Yeah, I saw there were some of those on on the slots, uh, the, the schedule. Yeah. So, so for example, there is... Um, oh, where was the first one that I saw? I forget the different times because I, I got all the times today uh, after I was, I was doing well, that. Well, 2.30, there's one. Yeah, 2.30, there's Mike Frino one that he's going to be doing uh, some DJ idea, sh- idea sharing idea. I'm not from the East Coast. DJ idea sharing. Yeah, so there's going to be a group. I don't know who all he has 
um, within that, he's going to be the one that's moderating that. But it's you know he, 90, 90 minutes of Q and A. You've got questions? Um, go go check that out. There was another one that was on. Um, oh, now now I'm trying to scroll through and find it while I'm talking. <laughs> so I apologize for that. Um, hey, Jim Tremaine's going to be doing uh, three thirty, uh, talking gear, uh, tech, and such. And I'm sure he's going to have some uh, some folks coming from the exhibit hall area that will be involved with that, talking about some new things that are out there. That was Tuesday morning. This is one that go ahead to jump ahead there to Tuesday morning, ten thirty to eleven forty five. This is one that I think is actually really cool, and I'm not allowed to go. So. <laughs> If you haven't heard about it yet, they are doing a women supporting women in the music industry. So it is a women's only seminar, not just is it only women that are doing the panel, but it's also supposedly only women that are allowed into this session. Um, so that Rachel Lynch is going to be there. Um, Shaney's going to be there. Uh, then they've also got Neek Nice, Melissa and Nikita and the baseball CEO, Leanne. Leanne. Uh, Okay, Leanne. thank you, Amber. Um, and they're going to be talking, and there might be a couple other people. I think I've heard there's rumors that there's maybe two or three more that might be part of this than the official word. Um, but I just think it's kind of neat the fact that they're, you know, not I don't want to say targeting, but they're, they're providing an opportunity for for just that audience in you know these expos that in a lot of times have been male dominated. And one of the feedback that I've heard is it is, you know, it, it's geared towards men, like you know, and it's like. No, here's definitely one that's not for us. Um, so, you know, if you're a lady going to the show, make sure you're checking that out. I think it'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Uh, Jordan St. Jock, who, who has been one that's been at the show now for a few years, um, he always seems to do like four or five different, different seminars. It's like every day he's got at least one. There's a couple of his that are doing panels, um, even one on Thursday as we look ahead, kind of that to see um his it's it's focusing on school dances and the teen market um which in the past that thursday slot has always really just been a throwaway or maybe a purely sponsored seminar mm -hmm. and i'm not saying his aren't sponsored but because but there's no official sponsor let me put it that way uh so kind of seeing that and seeing him uh utilize that Thursday thing to say, hey, you actually might want to stick around for this, especially if you're thinking about that market um, or doing more with that market. There was another panel one. I, I want to say that I saw, let me grab my other, I had two sheets that I was working with here. Um, oh yeah, um, content creation for mobiles. That was the other one that mm, I was seeing. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, so it was, uh, that one's going to be a 90, 90 minute panel, panel style. Joe Bunn, Jason Janai, Next Finale, DJ Barr, Rick Webb, Cleveland Terry. I mean, you know, these are the guys who uh, many people have heard of from the from that standpoint. So the fact that not only are they doing it, but you're going to get all of them in one spot, I think will be kind of cool. Uh, and then another one, this was one I thought that was kind of unusual. Um, DJ Stacy Nichols is doing one called fill your calendar tips on booking non-Saturday gigs. Right? We've, we've, we've heard those things before, right? Except for when I read through the description, she's specifically going to talk about using thumbtack and the bash, not to get just any gig, but to get high profile, high paying gigs. And talking about how to work through your settings and and making sure that you're focusing on getting those top groups which i mm -hmm. thought was kind of interesting because a lot of us we hear thumbtack and we're like yeah that's for starters because yep. they're not going to pay 
And she's, and she's saying through the seminar that, no, you can do that and get some pretty decent events out of it that are going to pay well. Nice. So, um, yeah, that, those were kind of some of the main ones that I saw. Um, actually, I'm going to give it another little shout out for, for one of our writers for DJ News. Um, Chris Washburn, who you also saw last week in, in our virtual training night, he is doing one wednesday i don't wednesday was it wednesday no, tuesday right at the end of Got the day to tuesday yeah 5 30 um and it's all about life or yeah all about hacks right so so dj hacks um and we've seen some different people present ideas like this and, and crit when i was talking with him about it kind of ahead of time just to say hey you know i heard so-and-so do this before he's like yeah and i've seen him do his before um however mine is going to be a little bit different than his um, and focusing more on marketing, social media, internal business, setup and breakdown, mixing, emceeing, weddings, uh, vendor relations and education. So again, it's just going to be a kind of a, a not quite rapid fire, but he's going to be going through a lot of those uh, that he utilizes and he's used to kind of help build his business a little bit more. So it was kind of interesting to hear somebody else present this. And I'm curious to see just how different it may be to some of the hacks that we've heard of maybe you know, from somebody last year or two years ago or three years ago. And Chris is, is that, that energetic one where I'm expecting this is going to be more than 40 hacks. Yeah. I would be surprised if he doesn't almost double that. Um, Cause he's, he's one of these, like, it'll be like spitball. It'll become flying at you, machine gun type thing. And you're going to be just like make, taking notes and yeah. <laughs> Take, it's also really pictures. nice about sharing that stuff yeah and so he you know if, if you don't get the note down don't worry you reach out to chris he'll be more than happy to share back with you so yeah yeah he's he's a good person you can definitely reach out to him and get that so one one i saw and it's just probably a sponsored seminar and i don't remember when it, when it was but um base boss is going to be talking about subwoofers and this is mm -hmm. a this is an area in which it's probably one of the most the most misunderstood utilizing subwoofers with shows and how DJs use them that uh, the the question continually is popping I don't even know when, what time it was uh, that uh, is on Monday at 2 30 Monday at 2 30 so. so that should be that should be an interesting one to see how uh, which direction uh, that they're going to you know David's going to be taking that uh, you know placing subwoofers using them um, mix and match and all the different angles and questions that people have distance apart distance from a wall you know, should I be turning it up should I be turning it down should I be turning it on its head should I be you know whatever there's just, it's like any imaginable question, and most of them seem completely silly when you start thinking about it, but we've seen those questions come up. So that could be a one of those seminars that um, that David's going to have his hands full if those people who are asking those questions all happen to come into the same room and they're like, oh, any questions? And the whole room's hands go up. Bing! Well, the one thing I think that'll be nice is the way it's presented, it, it doesn't come, it doesn't say it's a sponsored seminar. So other sponsored seminars when you walk in it's a, you know it might be part you know it might be 10 minutes of information in the next 50 minutes is product explanation um this one i think it's you know this guy obviously knows subwoofers right that's what they make so i foresee that yes there's probably going to be some mention about his company and there's going to be some mention about their subs but i see it being more specific to how to get the most out of the subwoofers either you have or that you're looking to get yeah and by the way if you don't have any now come see us yeah for sure and for those wondering you know we are we have a sponsor with electro voice and uh, bass boss of course is where david's from um 
they're to a point they're different beasts they're they yes they're subwoofers and they all fall into that category but they're they're different levels you're talking different price points different um performance capabilities uh, between the two so it's not that one's bad and the other is better it's just they're it's it's like almost comparing a a uh, you know a super high-end car uh to a a a a very good reliable dependable car you know you're talking about uh, a two hundred thousand dollar car against a fifty thousand dollar car it's a great car but there's a you know there are differences in which in what you're doing with the two Uh, there was another one I wanted to. I couldn't. So Jim Tremaine, uh, for those of you who don't uh, don't know, Jim Tremaine is uh, the who's the editor for DJ Times, and now he's working as the editor for DJ Life Magazine, which is uh, the, their uh, digital version of their publication now. And Jim is going to be doing uh, a few of the panels and kind of hosting hosting those. And if you haven't had a chance to meet uh, meet Jim, Jim's kind of an interesting person. Um, He's one of those people that you, if you ever see a chance to go and sit down and, and buy buy a, uh, a an adult beverage with him and sit down and talk to him for a while, he's a very fascinating person with a lot of information and, and experiences outside the industry, which is really kind of a cool thing. So, if you ever get a chance to uh, to to get down and sit down and chat with Jim Tremaine, definitely take advantage of that because he's a he's a, a very uh, very interesting gentleman who will be doing a few of the seminars here at this year's show. So MJ, as we're looking at this show, should I should I speak now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything that that stands out? And as a the type of DJ performance DJ that you are, is there anything from the show that you're looking at and saying, you know, gosh, I that looks interesting. I wish I would. I, I, I'd like to check that out. Nope. You told us the Tuesday night thing. <laughs> I was, don't give me don't give me. No, that I just. Note. Just saying that to kind of mess. John's waiting for me to to like you know uh, you know yes I'm, I'm, I'm throw a different look in and I'm like no nothing yeah no, it's moving on. <laughs> you know of course that I like to see DJs who DJ like talented com- competitive type DJs and one that I've never got to see is DJ um I can't believe I just blanked on his name. Craze. Craze, thank you. I can't believe I just blanked on his name. DJ Craze, he is a three-time back-to-back-to-back DMC champion. Uh, He is the one that gave me the idea for my business uh, motto, Just Have Fun. And he is so talented. And if you're going to that show that night expecting to dance, you probably won't. But if you're a DJ you are going to be mesmerized <laughs> because he has every DJ has a strong side and a weak side that they scratch and do stuff with. He's equal on both sides, him and DJ flair about the two most equal and he will do stuff with samples and hooks and loops and just different sound effects and stuff that you're just going to be amazed. Uh, he came here to Pittsburgh a few years ago. I didn't get to go. I was working, but a few friends of mine did, and they said they got to the club. They got a special booth. They were all DJs. They were just mesmerized, looking down at the booth, watching him while everybody else down in, in the rest of the club Dancing. was going, yep. what's going on here? Why is he doing that? Mm-hmm. Why is he not taking requests? <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's definitely one that I would like to see. I've seen a lot of others, but like I said, I've never got a chance to, to see him perform live, just videos and all. Uh, if you want to see him, there's a lot of videos out there of him. Um, so that's definitely one. I think the silent disco would be fun. I've been to one before. Um, I think they're neat, especially for a person like me who doesn't like 
you know, noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can lay yourself right in that sweet spot the whole night and enjoy yourself and not have to worry about too much. You can stand wherever you want to on the dance floor and not worry about too much. And you get multiple DJs to choose from because, you know, if you don't like one, you just flip a channel, <laughs> go to the next channel. I like this guy. Um, plus, it's also neat to watch from the outside from not hearing it because you will see part of the people on beat to this, part of the people on beat to this, that <laughs> they're all standing next to each other. So it, it's kind of neat to see. But I, th- if you get a chance to throw a set of headphones on, it's they're so worth it because it's something that it just takes you inside to a different spot that like people who don't have the headphones aren't aren't getting to experience and you feel special hmm. by that. So that's definitely something I want to see. And if I was there, I would also, um, I would love to get to be a part of the world record um, that Innovator is trying to put on. They're putting on a, uh, most people in a, a, they're calling it the back-to-back, what are they calling it now? Back-to-back, I can't remember what they're calling it now, B2B, back-to-back DJ Juggle. And I did actually found a video, Dan. That I had to go all the way back to 1999 of the executioners, and I'm going to share. Uh, no, no music. It's just going to be showing what they're doing. So they're beat juggling in a line. This is during the 1999 uh, DMC Championship, and what Innovator is trying to do is get the mo- set a world record for the most people in a line to do this. So they want at least 150 DJs to do this. So basically, you're going to see them spin the record back. Take the fader from one side to the other, let go, cross over. The next guy comes up, grabs the record on the other side, spins it back, waits to drop it on the one, switches back. Next guy comes up. So they're just constantly switching people, right deck, left deck, right deck, left deck. And this is kind of what it's going to be here. But they're trying to set a world record, and I would love to get to be a part of that. So you're seeing this, right? Yep. All right. So they're getting ready to start here. This is the executioners. They're... um, they're multi-time team DJ championship, and they're the guy in the white shirt is what they're they're gonna. He's beat juggling back and forth, right deck, left deck, right deck, left deck. And now the other guys are gonna jump in, and the next guy, and the next guy, and the next guy, and that's all that they're trying to get 150 people to do that in a row. They're doing tricks and stuff with it, but that's pretty much it. Hmm. They're set world record uh for that and i think i would like to have gotten to be a part of that um you have to sign up to be a part of it yeah um it, it doesn't cost anything to, to say i want to be a part of it but but you do have to sign up you can't decide that you know now maybe if you're desperate for people at the last second they might be well, like hey come on up but but most likely you, you know if they don't get 150, they're probably going to take people there. But the thing to have it be a world record is that there are certain forms that you have to fill out because I've sat in on some other ones and, and been a witness to other world records before. So they have to have like contact information and stuff like that. So that if it comes back and they need to contact each person and prove that you were there and you were part of this, sure. that's some of the stuff they have to do. But um, I think that's kind of neat. I think it takes the DJ Expo into a whole different direction. At least what I think, you know, think about that, that it has nothing necessarily to do with this genre or that genre. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to do with a show or entertainment, but it does. But it's about 150 DJs doing the same thing over and over to set a record. And I just I just think that kind of unity within, uh, you know, 
something like that. I just think it's neat, you know, because there's there as much as they talk about coming to the expo and and you know networking with people. There's DJs are really backstabbers. <laughs> they're really petty, Some and can be. you will see guys that are in that 150 that probably hate each other. That will go, yeah, we did it, we did it. We're part of the record. So love to see it's that. It's Wednesday at five. If you just want to go to watch, it's going to be on the main stage down in the in the um, showroom area. I was trying to calculate depending upon their BPM range, how long it would take to get through 154 beats at a time. So they were doing right deck, left deck, four beats, right deck, four beats, left deck. Next guy would come up four beats, right deck, four beats, neck, left deck. I think they're just doing, if you walk up and the left deck is there, you wind back, drop four beats. Next guy comes up, has four beats from the time you switch over to grab, wind, drop, one, two, three, four, drop. Next guy, one, two, three, four, drop, one, two, and on and on without making a mistake. And I don't know if somebody flubs up, if that's going to count or no. start all over. Instead of dropping it on the one, they drop it on the three. Instead of going one, two, three, four, drop, they go one, two, drop. Does that not count? You know, it's kind of wondering. <laughs> Oh my goodness! See, and then it's yeah, I don't. This. I don't know that it'll be interesting to see. It'll be. I. I. I plan on just being there just to watch it. I think I forget what's Wednesday at five or for the um, seminars. But uh, my plan is just just to go to witness it, just to say, hey, this is different. This is mm-hmm. something kind of cool. This is something neat to see. Um, if I had really any knowledge of, of spinning back the right way, I might say, yeah, put me in. But I would be the one to flub it up. Dan. And I'd be the 149th guy. I was going to say, yeah, Dan's like number 150. <laughs> He's going to bring it all home. One, two, boom. Oh, did I, I start too There's going to be dudes there flexing. I'm going to show my, I'm going to come with my A game and completely like kick. Well, it's innovator. So I don't know if they're going to have phase or if they're going to run needles. But if they run needles, there's guys going to be flexing. Look what I'm going to do. Watch me. You know, my friend's got the camera on me and then just knocks the needle across the record or something right. like that. <laughs> yeah. days are that way. You can see them doing like a. Uh, I could see Pioneer doing it, trying to get in with the ring with the Rev Seven. I could see I could see uh, Rain Twelves. Um, you know, if, if they're there, just just because I'm not having to worry about the needle aspect and not have to worry about you know phase phase is good. I mean, people are using that, but I I still have some people who are like, oh, you know, whatever. Like I could so I could see like trying to take that element out of it. I don't know what I don't know what they would do if I was running it. I probably would go with the phase just because there's less to bump. It's the technology that you, you know, or keep them both hooked up because you can hook up both. And if something goes, just drop the needle, keep it there, but out of the way. And if you need to drop the needle and you're going to go through that sound card and do the same thing, or they might be using records only that have beats. So you don't have a, that would be something I would love to see guys flexing going up there. And then there's no screen with waveforms. They have to do it by ear or by looking at the record. And that's going to blow some people out of the water. (laughs) Yeah. But it, it's like if I said, you look at the record. I mean, there's the if they put the line on it, you just well, they'll have to put the line, and they'll probably have to put a sticker dot so that you know where to bring that yeah. back to. Um, also, where it's going to drop is the needle. Um, but I think these are all things that they, they're looking like you know, we talked about the rebranding, these are all parts of the rebranding because I agree with you guys that it had gotten a little repetitive and stale. Maybe that's why they're not doing or not announced the scribble show because that's so expected and last last time i was there was in 19 yeah yeah because you weren't there last year and they didn't do it 20 on site yeah so 19 they had guys that came up and did 
finger drumming on like uh, in a uh, um, I can't even think of it, the the uh, Ableton 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 I can't think of what it's called the Ableton Music Muzak or whatever it's called and everybody left as soon as they started so it was it was weird because everybody was jamming watching it dropping stuff and then these guys started doing it and everybody just left so I think that they are looking to do a little bit something different and I think that's I th I think that all of this as much as people as they get older, don't like change. I think this is really good. All these things are really good because I think if the people who came before aren't coming now, now you're going to have to do something to get someone else. So I think that's why they're going with the EDM stuff because they've got to get people there. And if the people who always came aren't coming anymore, how do we get more people there? We change it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it becomes an evolutionary thing. Uh, let's spend a couple of minutes talking. Dan, you have a couple of exhibitors you've seen that have uh, mentioned that they're going to be there. As I just go out and look on the, the exhibit area, they don't have anything, which is not unusual. Uh, the exhibit, usually they don't talk about the exhibitors until after the show. Um, but have you seen who's going to be there so far or a few, drop a few names for us? So I haven't seen anything like specific to the exhibit floor, but when you're talking about the sponsor seminars, I mean, it, it goes with reasonable understanding that if you have a paid seminar you probably have this presence on the exhibit floor or a room um so base boss is one of them rcf is another one that i've seen uh pioneer dj um chevet dj i mean they're doing the the jeremy breck thing in the morning and they've been there in the past years um lou paris with q uh is, is going to be there uh i wish i were written him down now that we said that I know there's two couple that I'm missing here. Um, oh, uh, Beat Source is going to be there, and and they even have a seminar where they're going to be. That was the other panel one. That was another panel one that mm -hmm. I saw um, where they're doing that, and that might be it that I that I can confirm that you know that I've seen. There's been some others, but um, those are the ones that I've seen that have the. Um, the the paid seminars. So like I said, makes sense that they're going to have the spot sure. on the floor. And of course, there will be others that uh, that aren't listed that will be there. So if you're like hemming and hawing, should you go check it out? Definitely go check it out. This is a uh, if you're within driving range, definitely uh, something to to be part of and and go see what's uh, what's new, what's going on. There should be. I've heard heard rumors that there's going to be new gear that uh, a few pieces of new gear that will be present, but they may not be able to ship in bulk until third quarter maybe uh late third quarter early fourth quarter so i thought he was going to say not shipping bulk until 2025 <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard some 2020 uh some things aren't going to be here till 2024 because of some r&d and things that yeah. initials were scheduled to be dropped 2022 that are going to be pushed two years back just because i can of, tell you that i've seen pictures from one company i don't know if they're bringing out this show but it's kind of neat um, for a lot of you, it will be the first time you'll get to put your hands on the Rev 7 and Rev 1. Um, so that should be interesting for some of you. Um, it, it, as we all know, since we haven't had anything in a while, all the companies are due for something. Mm -hmm. But the question is, with the shortage on all of the supply chain stuff, who will have something? Number one, to release. And like John said, number two, release and ship when? Or yeah. are we going to see a bunch of products under glass sort of thing? You're definitely not going to have the the you know cash and carry that we've had in the past years from a lot of these. Yeah, um, you know it it just doesn't it doesn't make them. 
you know, it, it, they don't have a bunch of products sitting around that they can go, well, let's send it to the show. We'll sell for a little bit cheaper and make, you know, and make, no, they don't, you know, <laughs> the stuff is so backordered. Mm -hmm. um, are yeah. you seeing companies even like ProX with cases and tables and, and carts? Are those companies also kind of hurting for supply chain? It's, it's affected them, but uh, they've been able to have kind of a steady flow. Uh, some companies, I think, are, are more um, affected by it. I don't think the cases companies are quite to the level that some of the electronic companies are. And that might be more getting back to those little computer chips that we're right. running that are a bigger issue. That, you know, ProX, I think, just announced today that they just shared that they now have flight cases in a white with the black trim, uh, you know, like I've got the black and the silver and I've got the black and black and I've got the red and black, but now there's a white and black and it's like, Oh, that looked really cool. And, and for my white show, the white and white would look really nice because it would all just fit in really nice at the white, the white, uh, uh table with, or the white unit and the white speakers and, and in my shiny mirror ball. Everybody is jealous of my shiny mirror ball. By the way, I still don't know if there's the Scribble Mix show, but as I was scrolling through, there is a seminar where he is going to be sitting on one of the panels, oh. and it happens to be on Wednesday from 5.30 to 6.30. Oh, there's going to be a show with him then. He'll set up in the street if he has to. <laughs> it may, that may happen. There ain't going to be an expo with that Scribble. <laughs> So yeah, that's just kind of a little quick overview. There's a lot of information that we don't fully have yet that uh, might be coming out here in the next week. Uh, we might spend a couple of minutes talking next Monday night just to bring you guys up to speed before we go into next Monday's topic, and we'll uh, take it from there. Again, the uh, DJN TV event, the social, is going on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock at Bray, which is just down a little bit. You can do a search for the Irish Pub and go behind that, or you just search for Bray. And you'll be able to uh, to head over there at eight o'clock. It's generally from about eight to about I think they're going to go eight to midnight, but eight to ten is kind of the main social hour. And after ten o'clock, you get folks who are starting to drift back to their rooms because there's another full day of educational content on Wednesday. So that's uh, the kind of the peak. And Dan said he'll be up at nine o'clock, so you want to definitely go in there and check it out. And every time he changes the song, just scream at the top of your lungs, Huey Lewis, Huey, and he'll. Let me play that for you. Those of you that were there last year, you can attest, I did one song for John, assuming that he was watching our stream. And yes, I, I, I saw I saw evidence, I saw photos. I don't know if I guess heard if heard the video clip, but I, I saw somebody take Nobody it. danced until after that song. Yeah, everyone all of a sudden the floor parts like, you know, just like this whole, you know, Moses thing going on and and yeah, okay. So let's see, uh, coming up, we've got uh, neck, or tonight, uh, when we're done here, djntv.com slash chill, hanging with Howie. Uh, Howie and the crew will be in there doing a recording, so you can bounce out there to the uh, Zoom meeting and have some fun with them tonight after they're done with the recording. Tomorrow night uh, will be one of the, the shows that go at 9 o'clock, then uh, the Tuesday Night Music show is again in the chill room at djntv.com slash chill. And then Wednesday night, we will have another one of the, uh, the, the, uh, one of the last, last week's Howie show will go up uh, Wednesday night. So you guys can check that out. The next thing we've got coming up here is in two weeks from tonight, I believe it is two weeks, I uh, will be doing our August, our August, um, DJ and TV training night. And we're going to be talking a little bit about, uh, how to handle those times when you've got multiple 
uh, multiple events going on and multiple uh, things in a short period of time and how you you recharge, how you keep your head in the game and how you uh, basically keep from getting burned out on these weekends or these these times where you have multiple gigs, uh, multiple events, all back to back to back. So we've got a few folks that are going to come in and share some things that they have learned from doing them and some things that they've learned and done well and some things they wish they would have learned long ago when it came to doing multiple events. And that'll be coming up in two weeks on a Monday night with our DJ and TV training night. Robin's got the link there. So great. I think we're ready to wrap it up. Well, again, thank you very much for taking time out of your evening to come join us, find out maybe some stuff about the expo and, and what you were hoping to look for or hoping to hear about. And uh, obviously, as we spent this time, uh, come up with some more, find out some more, we'll be sure to pass it along with you. And those of you that are going to be there, hope I will be able to see you in person. And for these two guys, well, they'll just wave virtually. Have yourself a great night. We'll see you next time. Bye.